best way to get you going. Go, 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 go. This, this, this is VOC Breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sabira Sheikh Yassar. Only on the voice of the cave. Welcome back to Breakfast on 91.3 FM with Gulam and Sabira. Now, into our second feature this morning, Black Sash has written to the Finance Minister, uh, Titum Bawini, to express the dismay at the increase of 10 rand for the child support and foster care grants and 30 rand for the old age. This is on the sidelines of the WC leg meeting for an update on the SASA temporary disability grants reassessments. So joining us online, and we uh, were hoping to actually get this um, with Huda Abrams Faker from the National Advocacy Manager at Black Sash last week already when we um, actually analyzed the budget speech, but we managed to get hold of her this morning. Huda, assalamu alaikum and shukran so much for joining us on Breakfast 9 to 1.3 FM. Now, if you if you were to look at, you know, everything that has been happening since last week, you know, the small allocation on the small on the social grants that has left many people fuming. You know, there's also an interesting uh, monthly report done by the local NPO, which assesses that a monthly basket of food is quite expensive. That's the first thing. The latest report says that the higher RAND value cost of a basket of food has become quite unaffordable. Um, it has breached that level of the national minimum wage, if you think about it, which uh, was now in January 2021, standing at about 3,321. I'm sure there must be some worrisome for Black Sash. Walaikum salam and shukran for having me. Um, yes, I mean, we, we were very disappointed, obviously, because, you know, 10 rand for a child support grant and foster care grant and 30 rand for the old age and disability is uh, below the inflation rate. Um, so while we're living in a context where there's a humanitarian crisis with increasing hunger, food insecurity, structural unemployment and income inequality, uh, which is being made worse by the pandemic. This is really something that that we were shocked by the the budget announcement. And also when we're thinking that there is a third wave of infections which will affect lockdown, ability to work, you know, where where jobs will be precarious, this is definitely something that that we we felt needed to be addressed to the attention of the minister, specifically by writing a letter to to Minister Mbaweni. Mm. Salam Huda, just in terms of, you know, the social assistance for the 18 to 59 year old cohorts, you know, who are we've seen are struggling at the moment, you know, do you have some concern around it? We have huge concerns. I mean, we've been calling for income support for 18 to 59 years. In our current uh, social assistance framework, it is only for children disabled and um, and, and the elderly. So when you are looking at social assistance, it's for the vulnerable. And currently in South Africa, 18 to 59 who cannot find work fall into that category because they are struggling to find work despite um, government promises to uh, for job creation. So we're looking at a context where job is getting, uh, trying to find work is going to be more difficult. There seems to be more budget cuts, which is not taking into account count the 350 rand uh, COVID relief of distress grant, which has now been extended uh, for a further three months until the end of April, um, with no further 
indications that it will be extended, as well as a caregiver grant, which was ended in October already. And this is a cohort of about 7 million recipients who are, a lot of them, unemployed and are not eligible for the COVID SRD grant. And the COVID SRD grant is only receiving 350 rand. So how will these people survive going forward? Um, And so we are very concerned and we're strongly advocating for permanent social assistance for for this uh, vulnerable group. But also, Uday, you know, you mentioned all these issues. The other lingering problem is the uh, the 53,000 temporary disability grants and care dependency grants that were suspended by SASA at the end of September, um, uh, or or rather December 2020. Is this being efficiently tackled? Well, this 53,000 that you're speaking about, this is only in the Western Cape. Yeah. And and this has been a challenge and a concern where um, many questions have been asked, why is there such a high rate of temporary disability grants in, in Cape Town, specifically in the Western Cape? So in a standing committee uh, on social development for a Western Cape provincial parliament yesterday, the SASA Western Cape office did say that they will be investigating the reason uh, for this uh, high rate. There's no official reason and they will be seeking scientific and empirical evidence to determine the cause. And so this this um, big crisis, um, SASA has, a, has presented that they have a 10-point plan in place by looking at queue management, they're introducing virtual assessments and um, there are more doctors that they've, that they've contracted. And so while we, we appreciate and acknowledge uh, the work that they are doing to address this crisis, it doesn't take away from the fact that this group of um, of beneficiaries have been without a lifeline since December. And while SASA has indicated that they they plan to have all the assessments done by the end of uh, sorry end of March. Um, we are concerned that our work on the ground has indicated that some beneficiaries still have appointments after that date. And once the assessment is done, then only SASA will manage the approval process of uh, whether these beneficiaries will get the grant. So it's still it's still some time. Um, and so the question is, what are our beneficiaries going to survive in the meantime? Yeah. And so we are saying, is there a relief of distress grant that they will qualify for pending the approval application process? Hmm. Also, Huda, I mean, do you think that government has gone back on its constitutional and international obligations on social security just in terms of, I mean, you know, this year's budget and what exactly it prioritizes um, in terms of fiscal consolidation versus the rights of the poor? Yes, no, definitely. I mean, the the budget is being looked at through an economic lens, looking uh, where they are considering austerity measures to ensure economic growth. But this is at the expense of the poor because they are not looking at it through a humanitarian lens. So what um, there is absolutely very little or even no consideration for the struggles on the ground. I mean, the increase is really minimal. And how are people expected to survive while in the same breath, in the same statement, they are talking about increasing fuel prices, which we know will then um, be a, you know, just spearhead uh, increases in everything in terms Mm. of the cost of living. Just having a triple effect. Just lastly, before we go, so your demands to the finance minister, you know, in the short term, what are those? Look, immediately we're asking for um, an extension of the of the COVID SRD grant. 
and we're asking that caregivers be eligible as well, but at least the amount must be at the upper bar, at the food poverty line of 585 rand. And this will be just so that um, there is enough time for them to put measures in place as they work for permanent social assistance for those who are unemployed and earn a little income, uh, where the amount should be the upper bound for poverty line, which is 1,268 rand at the moment as we all work towards a universal basic income, which is which is definitely the solution to address poverty, inequality and unemployment. With our Abrams Faker, National Advocacy Manager for Black Sash, uh, talking to us about the open letter uh, being uh, written or has been submitted to the Finance Minister, Titan Bawini. Uh, thank you so much for your time this morning on Breakfast 9 to 1.3 FM and all of the very best, inshallah.